0: Welcome to the first read Ultimate Spider Man podcast, where we break down Bendis' iconic run on Ultimate Spider Man, issues 1 through 160, in Earth 1610. I'm Zach, and with me today is Time 2006 Person of the Year, John Opat.
1: Yeah, how's it going? Good, how are you? Pretty good, pretty good. I'm glad uh, now the listeners all know about that.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, I no, to it keep was a just secret, it was just specifically. John. Yeah. Oh, oh, just in general. (laughs) Do you not not know that story? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. In 2006, Time Magazine's Person of the Year was just you. It was just every person on the planet. Oh, that's right. I I think I do remember that. Why was that? I don't know. Just a (laughs) cutesy little
1: marketing thing. I wonder what happened in 2006. I don't know. We all oh. were doing great. Yeah. How's your week going?
0: How's your weekend going? Oh, um weekend is going pretty good. Watched my nephew toddlers yesterday. That was that was great. Haven't really nice. done much else. What are you up to? Are these are these Shyla's siblings kids?
1: Her sister, yeah. Her sister's kids. Okay. Not the sister that you live
0: with, though. No, she has two sisters. Okay. One two lives with us. Two sisters? Two sisters. <laughs> one lives with us and does our field correspondence and one yes. has two kids. Two kids? Two and kids two and two sisters? Wow. That
1: family That's... tree just keeps branching. That 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 is. Wow. Yeah. Wow, so you
0: are um. You're kind of surrounded by a lot of ladies, huh? Yeah, and then these, you know, little dudes that are like three and five. So you've got to teach them how to be like a strong masculine man. Because otherwise, who knows what they're going to end up like. Yeah, you know, I'm not really like a toxic masculinity dude, but... Don't they just sell yourself short. They have so few figures like that in their life, I kind of have to overcompensate when I'm around them. yeah. Oh, yeah. that's why. That's why you were texting me that you
1: you've been watching Andrew Tate recently.
0: Yeah, you yeah. know. I don't, okay. I don't really drink that much, but it was hard watching him yesterday. I had to have like twenty beers and put a couple <laughs> holes in the drywall. Uh, well, that's fun. Yeah. How about you? What have you been up to? Um, I had
1: yesterday. You know, I'm I'm actually coaching the fourth grade basketball team. Well, I'm assistant coaching. Um, and it's actually, it's actually fun and kind of cute. Cause I'm assistant coaching with the, the person who was my coach back in the day when I like played basketball, Aww. which is, uh, which is my, my really good friend, John also time person of the year, um, two John's <laughs> two, 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 John's and, uh, it's his dad So he coached us and now he and now his grandson is in school. So he asked me if I wanted to assistant coach. So anyway, we had our first games yesterday. It's a preseason tournament. I say games because it was two games. Wow. What is going (laughs) on today? I know. And um, the first games are always worrisome because, you know, it's fourth graders. I don't know if they're good or bad. Right, I have no idea how good fourth graders are supposed to be, and it's pretty chaotic. But but we got we got some easy victories yesterday, and um, we're in the final four today. So we play at four thirty, and then if we win, we will play in the championship game at five thirty. Hell yeah! Yeah.
0: How so many next, of them can next dunk? Next week
1: you'll get to. Uh, you'll get, next week you'll get to hear if if we won or not. How many of them can dunk?
0: None. <laughs> <laughs> Pathetic. I know. Bad coaching. I I know. I was watching the Pacers the other day, and there was dunks left and right. Yeah. I just figured that's how all basketball is. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you're not wrong. (laughs) All right. Well, that was fun. Do we have anything else? Um, I save it for the end. I do. Yeah.
1: And I'll try to think of something to talk about at the end.
0: (laughs) Okay. I've got a fun little story for the end. Remind me of that. But I mean, it would. It's long. It'll, uh, it'll detract from us, us okay. getting to the issues if we, we do we, it too we early. We wouldn't want that. Yeah. All right. So here's a word from the Better Business Bureau. Every business says they're better. But the ones that earn and display the BBB seal back it up. It instantly identifies businesses that are committed to operating with
1: integrity, honoring promises, and telling the truth. Makes you wonder why every business doesn't have it. So look for it, because it's looking out for you. That's why
0: it's the sign of a better business. And find a better business anytime at bbb.org. And we're back. Let's go. All right. So today we're in what is Hobgoblin. This? Hobgoblin, issues 72 and 73. And John, I know it's been a while since we've given an up update or a recap on what's happened previously but i figured today it'd be a good idea to do that just because it's been so darn long since we've seen harry osborne okay so peter parker
1: neighborhood nerd gets bit by a genetically altered spider and he becomes the superhero known as spider-man
0: and that's it how's that That was pretty good. I was going to read the one that Bendis provided us. Well, whatever you think is best. So, recent battles with villains, Carnage, and Nightmare have put Peter in an awful mental state, especially since the death of his friend, Gwen Stacy, at the hands of Carnage. He is doubting his role as Spider-Man and is unable to communicate with his girlfriend and confidant, Mary Jane Watson. Norman Osborn, the father of Peter's best friend, Harry was testing a wonder drug called Oz testing of the mysterious drug created the genetically altered spider that created Spider-Man in an attempt to repeat the process on himself. Osborne destroyed his life. He mutated himself into a hulking goblin figure driven mad by the mutation. He set out to erase any memory of his existence. He killed his wife and attempted to kill his own son. Is that what
1: he was trying to do? A yeah. memory of his existence. I, that doesn't sound right. I caught I he was that just too. Like going crazy or something,
0: right? I think we're adding order here, where it was originally presented as chaos. Um, okay, Jordan Peterson. <laughs> That's what he's like all about. <laughs> really, I didn't even know. Yeah, I guess I, I should brush I... up on that if I'm gonna be a to- yeah, <laughs> uh, toxic uncle. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, In fact, one of Spider-Man's first tests of metal was fighting the mysterious goblin. Harry Osborn has been witness to all of his father's shocking and violent goblin outbursts. Norman Osborn recently escaped from S.H.I.E.L.D. custody and tried to use Peter as part of a commando brigade against the White House. Nick Fury led the Ultimates and Spider-Man to a successful defeat of Osborn, but was forced to use Harry as a decoy. And that dump- was during the Sinister Five storyline.
1: That everyone probably remembers so close. Ultimate six.
0: <sighs> Whatever. I was making a joke. <laughs> a dumbstruck Harry witnessed the violent defeat of his father. Peter tried to comfort his old friend, but the only words Harry could mutter were, "I'll kill you all." That was the last time Peter or anyone saw Harry. Intense. Why did I'm he, he want to? Why?
1: Why does he want to kill him all again? just just because he killed his dad or something or
0: yeah it it was pretty shocking and i think it he said it in shock because it definitely yeah. was like yeah, peter wasn't expecting it either right they just kind of marched him on to the white house lawn as a decoy and then they like shot up his dad and he said i'll kill you so he's got some well, pretty bad feelings dad, right harry's he the one did... that
1: killed his dad he like stabbed him with a big piece of wood or something didn't he well first of all his
0: dad never dies like he just keeps coming up like a bad penny but yes that already happened that was like earlier on in the series oh that was not the ultimate six six? no that was in like their own penthouse okay was that the one with the shark that's where the shark yes okay (laughs) the shark we love the shark yeah um yeah and then i i just wanted to add remember uh cellar door was his trigger word okay i i did not remember
1: that i i but obviously that does come up here in this
0: storyline yes maybe even today at the Um, time we just thought that was like oh forget everything but it seems like maybe it has when did they say that before they said that in the arc you're talking about where uh it was it was the last time we saw the Green Goblin I think in Ultimate Spider-Man. So it was when he threw Mary Jane off, off the bridge and we saw the shark and everything. Harry was okay. getting like hypnotherapy treatment. Yeah, I I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We
1: we are This is Ultimate Spider-Man 2000, right? I'm I'm going to compare while you start this issue, I'm going to compare it to
0: issue 1. And see if we can get them at all. Ooh, I like that. Because we get some flashbacks. Yeah, we do. Okay. Uh, that's a good idea. So, this issue, Hobgoblin Part 1. It's written by Bendis, penciled by Bagley, inked by Hannah, colored by Smith, lettered by Eliopolis, The The usual starting five. And we see a flashback to nine months ago. And it's, like John said, it's the moment from Issue 1 where Peter was bit by the spider. And he causes a scene and bleeds from the bite and accidentally flicks it onto Mary Jane. This should be all things that we've already seen. Not only that, um, these are the exact
1: panels. I kind of This is two pages worth of panels that are straight out of issue
0: one. So that makes me wonder if they should have also credited Art to Bear and uh, uh, Transparency Digital in this issue wow they're reusing their work
1: that that's a lawsuit waiting to happen (laughs) jump on it art
0: to bear peter even has his dorky glasses on yeah he looks so different in issue one he kind of does so he accidentally flicks the spider onto mary jane she smacks it away and kong stomps on the spider as peter collapses and vomits on the ground and then we get and, a... and you know
1: you know what I noticed is um that's the spider is like on MJ after it bites Peter. It's like on her shirt. And yes. so she got pretty close to being bitten. So are there like universes where she got bitten? I'm sure that they have made that at some point, you know, spider MJ. Um
0: I mean if they have it I you don't know about first it? first of all, I'm sure they probably have, but it it's like not a big thing. It's not something that I know of. Um, okay. There is someone I'm, who's... I'm pretty sure
1: even later in this run, not later than where we are now, but later than the first issue, doesn't she talk about that one time?
0: She's she like, almost
1: bit me or something.
0: Yeah, she says, I was almost Spider-Man. Yeah. There is a character um, called Cindy Moon, Silk. Uh, she's pretty great, actually. Her whole deal is she's like a retcon character that she was there that day and she got bit by the same spider and became like got spider powers at the same time as Peter. And because they have these shared spider pheromones, they can't keep their hands off of each other. Of course. Yeah. You you know what I would love to see? Like a a what if um, spider Kong (laughs) if Kong got bit. I feel like they probably have done that concept with flash. I would be surprised. I'm if sure. They haven't. I'm sure. I'm sure. Flash has gotten bit at some point because but... he's such a big Spider-Man fan.
1: But Kong, yeah. Well, Kong is such a big Spider-Man fan. He's got a good heart. He'd be a good guy, I think. But or Kong maybe didn't... Flash would like,
0: uh, what's it called? Steer him down a bad path. But Kong only exists in this series. Is the problem? Oh yeah, original BMB creation. Yeah, so we pretty much have to be Bendis writing it cuz this is like his pet character. Anyways, that'd so, be fun.
1: That's even more reason that he should that he should like do a little like two issue run or something. A two issue what if
0: Bendis come back to Marvel and reuse this oh, that's character? Is right. that like DC now? I, mean, oh. I don't even know what he's doing these days. Um so we get a we get another scene uh, that might have been in the first issue. John can confirm that for us where they're on the I, bus. I, I'm I'm already back on the. Oh, OK. I'm already back. All right, <laughs> listeners, you're going to be deprived of knowing. Um, but Peter and MJ are talking on the bus about how he got bit by the spider. And it doesn't really matter, but it's just kind of cute. She's being nice to him. And later that day, Harry Osborne comes by Mary Jane's house and finds her on her front door stoop. And she says that she could sue him, and Harry says that his lawyer sent him there to settle. And he asks her how Peter's doing, and she says his aunt took him to the ER. And he says he's surprised she didn't go with him. And Mary Jane asks, why would she? And Harry says, well, isn't he your boyfriend? And MJ tells him to stop it, and Harry mentions noticing how nice Mary Jane was to Peter earlier on the bus. And she says, how can you tell when you refuse to make eye contact with me in public? And Harry tells her, that's what I thought. You were just trying to make me jealous. I just don't like this, Harry. Yeah, this whole scene.
1: It just reminds me of, like, people in high school. It it reminds me of a certain friend who I'm still friends with today. And he's he's a great guy. But back in high school, he was, like, kind of a douchebag, we'll say. And like, this is like the way he would act. He'd like ignore like someone and then like secretly be like, blah, blah, blah you know, lash secretly, out at them. Yeah, kind of. Secretly be like sweet or like lash out, right? But then,
0: so it's just like, oh man, this is just slimy. Is yeah. Slimy behavior here. This whole scene just felt wrong to me. It felt off. It threw me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I don't think you were supposed to like it, but damn. Um, So MJ says they should be allowed to sit together on the bus. And Harry tells her that they will soon, but he can't say when. And we get the sense Harry believes that him being seen in public with MJ will anger his dad. And MJ thinks Harry is just using that as an excuse. Why? Why? Why would that anger his dad at all? You you know what I think it is? What? I I just rewatched the Sam Raimi Spider-Man recently. And there's that whole tense scene at like Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, I love it. Where Norman is just saying horrible things about Mary Jane, who he just met. I'm telling you, I think we kind of underestimate sometimes how much in the early two thousands that movie was like the definitive Spider-Man. And I think Bendis was oh. using some of the same like plot points in his run. Yeah. And I think yeah, I mean, his I run is still releasing it, it. I still don't think it makes sense to like
1: sitting together on the bus. Because if we really thought that he was like that Norman Osborne was like that superficial about harry not wanting to hang out with like poor people wouldn't he just not ride the bus wouldn't he be at a different school yeah or or, and and you know you can like sit next to people on the bus one they're pretty much sitting together on the bus right harry mj and peter were all talking on the bus in the very previous scene they just aren't like right next to each other so i don't know didn't didn't make sense, but I do love that Thanksgiving scene with Norman Osborn,
0: yeah, um so uh Harry tells m j that he really does like her. he's just never had a girlfriend before, and he tells her she should lose her glasses because she looks hot without them you kind of you kind of skipped him
1: lashing out at her.
0: what I miss well she they're, like, um... Oh, yeah. She says his dad's an a-hole, and he, like, blows up and says, no, he's not. Okay, yeah. I hate to, like, nitpick and and focus on something that's so small,
1: but she doesn't say his dad's an a-hole. It's She says it makes no sense. So she's, like, we could sit together on the bus, and he's, like, no, my dad. And she's, like, well, you know... She says, my dad's a, a, and then in quotes, whole too." but you're allowed to come over to my house. And then Harry says, my dad is not a, so she's not calling him an a-hole. She's calling him a hole. And then Harry is even like, my dad is not a, and he doesn't even say whole afterwards. I don't. I don't understand this.
0: <laughs> My What's... guess is they meant to say something else. Maybe they meant to say asshole. And someone at Marvel censored it and was like, you can't say that for whatever reason.
1: Because you're right.
0: Probably. It doesn't it... make sense as it's written right now. No, but it's, yeah, that, that has to be what it was
1: supposed to be. You know? Yeah. So, yeah.
0: And I also think this is still like kind of a parallel to that scene in the movie because Harry defends his dad. My father is a great man. I'll be lucky to be half of what he is. (laughs) So you should keep your mouth shut. Yeah. This is the same like insufferable tone that he takes with her there. Yeah. And yeah, he like kind of yells at her just like that. Yeah. I I, I bet a lot of this uh, was kind of,
1: drawn from that scene for inspiration
0: yeah i'm telling you there was like some synergy back and forth where it's like they were influencing each other because i think early on in the ultimate spider-man run like there's there's pictures of Raimi and mcguire reading that on set to figure out like what they're trying to do they're not reading the old stan lee stuff they're reading like bendis's issue that was out that yeah. week
1: Um, also, after Harry lashes out at MJ, you know, um, she kind of looks at him kind of sad, and then apologizes, and I only, and then, and then they'll, they'll go back to talking, which Zach's about to get into, and I only bring that up because it's sort of paralleled by another conversation later in this issue that, you know, we can talk about more when we get to that one.
0: Yeah. So, um... This is where Harry out of nowhere tells MJ that she should lose her glasses because she looks hot without them. Uh, he might be as bad at talking to women as Peter is. I mean, not really, cuz they're about to start smooching hard. I mean, it works for him, but he still shouldn't have said it. <laughs> and to MJ's credit, she says that she looks hot with them too, and Harry says, "Oh, you think?" which again, she tried to bail you out dude and he's just digging himself deeper in that hole but she, she also she, harry also
1: says he's never had a girlfriend before and she says what about liz and he said blondes are for
0: practice yuck yuck <laughs> that's like her best friend too i feel like she would not take kindly to that joke but she does yeah hear. yeah this isn't this is like a different mj i
1: i choose to read it as She's like, just got, like, a secret crush that she
0: doesn't want people to know about or something. I don't know. I'm choosing what? to read it as this was nine months ago, and she's grown as a person since then. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, But, yeah, so the two of them start making out, and e- even with the context of the conversation, like, at this point, we know they were secretly dating back then. It still just feels weird and wrong to watch them make out. Yes. Okay, dude, I'm like kind of glad that
1: you said that because I felt I thought the same thing. And it made me think about like, obviously, you know, when we like date people or or now even being married, you know, we we know that the people we're dating or with have like dated people in the past. But (laughs) you still it's still weird to like think about those like conversations that and it's like, oh, I just don't even want to. And that's what this felt like. It's like, no, this
0: feels wrong. Something about this just isn't right. It's that feeling, but even more, I think, shocking. Because this is literally the first we've ever heard of them being together.
1: Yeah, and and also, like you said, this the way this conversation goes is Harry is just like a douchebag for like a minute and a half. And then they just start making out like hard on the stoop.
0: So... I don't know. It kind of comes out of nowhere. (laughs) Yeah. It seems it worked for him in the short term. Maybe not in the long run, you know? Yeah. So now we flash forward to the present where Spider-Man is fighting an unknown bad guy in a science lab. I tried to rack my brain for who this guy is, and he's like, he can't possibly even be like a D-lister because I've never seen this. He's just a villain of the week. He kind yeah, of looks I, like I Iron Fist. Um, He's got some not, sort of a,
1: like logo on his chest, but I I can like barely even tell what that is.
0: He looks so stupid. <laughs> um, and the bad guy has seemingly knocked Peter out and is gloating to the scientists nearby that he took out Spider-Man all by himself. And he tells them to give him the adamantium in the safe, or he'll kill Spider-Man. And john this stupid science nerd says we don't even know him go ahead i love that i thought that was funny (laughs) that's the real bad guy of this issue um and just then peter knocks the bad guy down and webs him in the face and says he was just playing possum but the lab guy ruined it and the bad guy yells no and peter says no what no webbing or no kicking you're gonna have to be more specific And as he says this, Peter punches the villain in the head and knocks him out. And he tells the science nerds, Okay, I gotta go. I've got another group of ungrateful weasels to save across the town. Hey, when the police come, make sure you stare at them blankly too. Oh, and if one of you could blame me for all of this, that'd be great. (laughs) And Peter swings away and we get a long internal monologue of his thoughts. And we learned that he was lying when he said that he was playing possum. And that villain actually did knock him out for a minute. And he thinks he was sloppy in that fight because his heart hasn't been in this ever since Gwen died. Yeah, she says ever since Gwen Stacy died. Oh, but not to nitpick or anything. It's just something I thought was weird. Yeah. You don't think that's weird? That he needed to use her full name? Yeah.
1: I mean, I guess it's weird, but okay. Well, let's see if it's weird when it comes up a couple more times in this issue. <laughs> oh, do they just keep calling her by her full name <laughs> every time she's mentioned in this issue? They say Gwen Stacy, and, I, and it and it and it it like irked
0: me every time. Okay, I'm just gonna keep making wild guesses and accusations, but th- it feels like maybe someone in it editorial said, "Hey Bendis." You use Gwen a lot as shorthand, and she hasn't been in the book for, like, ten months now. We should start saying her full name so people know who we're talking about. Okay. I mean, maybe. That I might not have yeah. happened, but uh, um, just an idea. Yeah. Uh, And uh, Peter thinks to himself, I mean, I did say I wasn't going to be Spider-Man anymore, and here I am putting on that costume and bouncing around anyhow. And if I'm going to perform like that, I might as well keep the costume at home. I don't even know why I'm doing this anymore. I'm a little, uh, like I'm starting to get a little annoyed at
1: how mopey Peter is being about not about the stuff with Gwen, but about how like everyone's mean to him and like he gets blamed for everything. Like, you know, the science people didn't even say anything, and he, like, launches into a rant against them. He's like, hey, make sure you blame me for everything. I gotta go save more ungrateful people. And then this big inner monologue, he's, like, kind of saying
0: the same thing. And it's like, dude, like, you know, it's part of the job.
1: <laughs> the Get difference is, it.
0: when he said it to the lab guys, it was funny. Here, it does come across as mopey, but, like, I would not yeah. have taken out that first line for anything. That was perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Peter thinks to himself that he just needs a sign to tell him what to do next. And we flip the page and see Flash, Kong, and MJ walking up to Peter with Harry Osborn. As MJ says, Peter, look who's here. And Peter looks shocked at Harry and says, are you visiting or are you back? And Harry says, oh, I'm back, baby. And Peter pulls Mary Jane aside and tells her, This isn't good. Do me a favor and stay away from him. And Mary Jane wants to know why. And Peter basically just tells her it's important and she needs to not question him. And she asks him why he's talking to her like this. And Peter says, I'm not talking to you like anything. Every time I ask you to do something, you give me 20 stupid questions. And every time you don't listen to me, you get thrown off a bridge. So could you just do me a favor and do what I say? And Mary Jane looks at him in shock for a second and says, I didn't kill Gwen Stacy, and runs away crying. Okay, so this is the
1: conversation that, like, her and Harry, you know, when her and Harry were having a conversation earlier, and then Harry kind of snapped at her, and then, you know, she, like, looks at him sad, and then she apologizes, and then here... Kind of the same thing happens. I'm sure that that was, like, done on purpose to, like, kind of compare, like, those two things. But Harry snaps at her, or I'm sorry, Peter snaps at her, and then she kind of looks at him sad. And then she does snap back. I don't know what that means or anything, you know. But I'm I'm sure that Bendis meant to, like, parallel those two conversations in, like, some way.
0: Definitely. Like I said, I think it shows personal growth from mj she's like more confident now she's more capable of standing up for herself yeah she's not gonna take in a relationship and then make out with the guy she also says i didn't kill gwen stacy which she wouldn't say she'd just say gwen of course. i did notice it when i was reading it i noticed it that time i'm like why did she say her full name but i didn't notice it the first time when peter said it yeah um so now i'm gonna look for it Cause you brought that up and after school, we see Peter arrive home to find aunt may packing up the house. And she tells us that this is the last night they have in the old house. And Peter goes into the house to pack up his basement. And I'm just going to read this little monologue that he has. He says, if I had any kind of normal brain, I would lock this trunk in the river I would lock this trunk and throw it in the river. He's looking at the trunk that he keeps his Spider-Man stuff in. Why can't I stop? And now Harry Osborne has mysteriously come back from wherever he was. He knows I'm Spider-Man. He knows his dad was a big green goblin. He knows all of it. And the last time I saw him, the only thing he said to me was, I'll kill you all. That was what he said to me after his father, juiced up as the goblin, escapes from prison and tries to kill the president. He says, I'll kill you all. Does he even remember any of it? I mean, today, he looked so normal. Where's he been? Can I trust him? Are we still friends? Doesn't feel like it. Maybe we are friends and I'm the one being weird. Yelling at MJ, what is wrong with me? Maybe it's just good old Harry come back looking for friendly faces and I'm acting like a tool. Does he blame me for what happened to his dad? I don't know. Will somebody please tell me what I am supposed to? And right then, someone from off panel says, where do you think you're going? And we flip the page, and we see Harry is standing behind Peter in the doorway with his face half concealed by shadows. And Harry asks why they're moving. And Peter says they're only going a couple blocks over because his Uncle Ben and Gwen Stacy both died at this house. Hey, you're right. He says Gwen Stacy again. I know. Yeah, those were the three times that we've now read all three. Random, but did you know there's a band called Gwen Stacy that's from Indianapolis and was actually kind of like, big back in the day? I feel like I feel like I have heard that from you before, but
1: I I wouldn't have known that without you saying it again. Gotcha. Are um, they good?
0: Are they a punk band? They're. I think they're like. Christian metalcore. And they were from back in the day when that was like a, a kind of surprisingly big genre. Yeah. Um, Peter asks Harry where he's been. And uh, Harry says, oh, you know, around. I'm joking. They sent me away. I was sent someplace nice in Colorado. They were just keeping me away from my supervillain father till it was safe to come out. And Peter asks, do you remember what happened? And Harry just creepily repeats, remember. As he opens the chest, Peter keeps his costume in and holds the Spider-Man mask in his hand. And Peter asks Harry what he wants with him. And Harry says, just trying to put things in perspective. See, there's a funny thing going on with us. You get superpowers and become famous. And my life as I know it ends. You get to be Spider-Man. And my dad kills my mom. Every time my father goes nuts, there you are. And I come back to Queens, and you're dating my girlfriend. And Peter looks shocked and says, "What?" As the issue ends. Hmm. What you think? Um. I I liked it. Uh. I originally had it ranked yesterday as seven. 0.5 0.5 out of 10 secret x's but i think i'm gonna bump it up to an eight. Oh, really yeah okay um uh, do you have anything else you want to add on it i just or... like that there's a lot of parallels you know because there's the parallel of like past mj to present mj and then there's the parallels from like the movie to the the book that we were talking about yeah. and then here at the end Harry lays out a pretty good case of like how he and Peter are on kind of parallel tracks, but yeah. maybe, maybe Harry has gotten the raw end of the deal, which yeah. I'm sure Peter wouldn't agree with. Cause he's like all down in the dumps right now, but um, it's just a lot of very interesting stuff that Bendis is playing with. The things I didn't like are actually still good for the issue. They're still necessary for the story. He's like trying Peter to tell and,
1: like MJ and Harry
0: kissing yeah it's just all of how awful mj is treated in this in this issue it's hard to like look at but you also realize that it's uh it's telling a good story and it actually is giving her a lot of agency in the end
1: yeah um that was that was all very well said i think um yeah this was a really good start to like a new storyline with the Hobgoblin. Um, there were some things that you know they just they just take points away. If we're gonna rank every issue, then then you know when when things stand out, kind of then like um like that conversation where maybe they call her, MJ calls Norman Osborn an asshole, but, but it's like edited weird like that that that's like a that sticks out and then like the Gwen Stacy stuff right that sticks out it's not big at all but um it feels like Peter's kind of becoming a passive protagonist in this story because both we get two separate times where he's just like internally monologuing and he's like what do I do somebody tell me what to do and then it's like right on the next page right that's somebody kind of coming into the story so I don't know maybe her- Maybe Peter should take some control over his life at some point and like go out and do stuff. But, um, but it was all pretty good. I, 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 uh, I think if this turns into Harry just disliking Peter because of like high school girlfriend, boyfriend stuff, that's not going to be as good as if his problem with Peter is like making all this stuff happen with his dad right right that's a that's a better way
0: to move the plot forward than like i'm upset about my high school girlfriend you know i i agree it's gonna completely depend on how they play it from here on out if the whole mary jane thing is just like an interesting little tidbit that we didn't know about before that's fine but if harry's like weirdly obsessed over that while the rest of his life is crumbling because of spider-man that would be weird yeah um so, I am gonna give this one a seven out of ten secret x's so still still really good, you know it's a lot of fun, yeah, for sure. um, I do like how at certain points in this series, Peter can be like he's always kind of he's always relatable he's you know he's the good guy, he doesn't really cross like that moral threshold of like being a broken character but sometimes he's unlikable you know sometimes you know he's in the wrong you know he's treating people in his life badly and it just feels Are, a I, little realistic to me it feels like you're probably referring to like when he snapped at mj yeah i, I just when like you're like <sighs> when you think he's just being too melodramatic like sometimes he's a little twerp but we still love him yeah yeah i i don't i don't have that big of a problem with that with with the
1: way he snapped at mj you know as as you know i think it's okay to yell at women (laughs) (laughs) of course Just, just just kidding but you know it was his dad that like chucked her off the bridge that she's been like having nightmares about forever so i don't think it's too much to ask to be like can you stay away from him until I figure out what's going on here? Because the last time we saw him, a lot of stuff happened and like, you know, we were literally at the white house trying to save the president. So can you just like, and I don't think that's too much to ask for. So when she starts kind of like, you know, when women start asking questions, no, I, I, she could understand that. And like, kind of look at that from from his perspective instead of just being like it's harry our best friends back like blah 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 you know so i don't know uh, yeah i find i
0: find peter very relatable sometimes <laughs> yeah john what did we learn at the door-to-door pyramid scheme it's not what you say it's, it's how, how you, you say, say it. it yep exactly yeah he could have said that a million better ways yes
1: yes definitely um yeah that's that's right he he wasn't making bad points he was making his points badly
0: yeah, well said um right. okay, are we ready for issue seventy three Let's get into it
1: okay this is the uh the standard creative team we've been working with here, our new starting five, and we open one week ago, and Harry is at the the retreat house in Colorado that he was sent to, and he's standing out on the balcony looking out. And we can kind of tell that he's getting like flashes of memories, but they are like corrupted, kind of like he, he can't really tell what's going on. They're all blurry and he can't he can barely make out like what's being said or, you know, he can't really make it out at all. So but he's getting flashes of those memories, like between his all of his different encounters with like the Goblin and Spider-Man so just then, Nick Fury walks out onto the balcony, and he asks Harry if he remembers who who he, being Nick Fury, is. And Harry's like, yeah, you're Nick Fury. You're on TV all the time. You, like, run the world. And Fury asks him if, they, if he remembers meeting him, and Harry says no, and he asks Fury if, if he knows his dad. And Fury tells him yes, and says he came all the way to Colorado to tell Harry that he's finally going home. And Fury tells Harry that they've been keeping him there for his own protection because his his father, you know, is potentially trying to kill him.
0: But now that, Yep, go on. I'm just going to say it. That doesn't seem like a wise use of time for the most powerful man on (laughs) Earth.
1: (laughs) Well, one of my notes for this issue is like... (laughs) It's always fun seeing Nick Fury, but he's just, like, a stupid guy. He's just, like, <laughs> never, like, doing the right... He's just, like, kind of clueless. He's, like, the most clueless smart person in the world, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, I would really hope that, like, he would have better things to do than say, Oh, I feel bad. Harry Osborn's been given a raw deal. I should go and talk to him in person. Nick Fury doesn't give a sh- about this kind of stuff (laughs) he would be like just wipe his brain just yeah (laughs) peter is objectively way more important than harry and nick fury would not do this for peter he wouldn't go across town to have a little talk with peter yeah unless he had something to get out of it yeah um and yeah fury fury uh he says well
1: norman your dad he's no longer a danger We've got him locked up so you can uh, so you can go home. And Harry asks if he can see his dad and Fury sternly tells him no. But he does say, you know, if we can find a way to make Norman normal again, then he can see him. But until then, he can't tell Harry much because it's a matter of national security and Harry's just a civilian. And he shouldn't be telling him anything at all. But like Zack said, Fury's like, but, you know, I feel bad for you and he specifically says he goes kids like you and your friend Peter Parker shouldn't be involved in these types of things and like that's what I mean when I'm like Fury is kind of an idiot because shouldn't he recognize that Harry might not remember anything about Peter just like might not there's a chance and he probably shouldn't bring his name up out of nowhere just like randomly you know the same thought okay i think i think we were probably supposed to i think we were probably supposed to be
0: like oh nick you shouldn't have said that like um there's no way bendis writes nick fury thinking yeah this guy's gonna come across as like cool and competent like the joke (laughs) every time he shows up is that he's supposed to be cool and competent and he's not that's that's so funny because
1: um like you you model this like secret spy after Samuel L Jackson who is like supposed to be cool and confident like make him cool and awesome like he is in the movies you know uh and this is more like fury and secret invasion where we're all just like this is this is this guy's not smart <laughs> No, I'm just. I was just taking a quick shot at Secret Invasion. He's not. He's not really like this. But but he's. He doesn't come across very cool and
0: confident, like you said. Zach, did you ever even watch Secret Invasion? No, I was gonna tell you later. We finished Loki last night. Oh, okay. We can talk about that afterwards. Yeah, I'll have to see what you think about that. I honestly don't think like you can get me to watch Secret Invasion at this point. There's just certain. I I wouldn't try. There's I just certain that. Marvel things that it doesn't matter how much I love Marvel in general. I'm just, y- you'd have to clockwork orange me to get me to watch it. I, I, I will say, I know I said this last
1: week, but the Marvels is fun. Um, I do want to see Nick, that one. Nick Fury is fun in it. He's, he's like, a, he's like, you know, personable and, and cool and charismatic and, and secret invasion just could have been so much more and it it's a it's it takes a lot to be like man you're wasting samuel L. jackson here in like a great role um so anyway i wouldn't try to get you
0: to watch it you don't have to did you um, know he's the highest grossing actor of all time really yeah because think about it he's been in uh he was in like die hard 2 he's been in i think jurassic park movies he's been in oh what you the, think he's getting Marvel uh, movies. like residual, he, he's getting like percents of of these movies no i'm just saying of like if you took every actor's filmography and you said how much did all of these gross he was in the star oh, wars prequels he just has been in a, i believe he's just been in a lot of franchises.
1: That I are... thought you meant he's made the most money of anyone of all time. No, like... I'm
0: sure he's made a lot of money, but I'm just <laughs> saying like he he picks roles really well. He like inserts himself into some of the the most high-grossing franchises there are. It's it's almost like, you know, all these people are like, I don't I don't want to I don't want to sign on for
1: franchises and and you know, I want to do movies, not these like silly. Mo- I want to do cinema, not these silly movies. And Samuel L. Jackson's like, no, I'll, I'll be in Star Wars. Yeah, you want me in all of
0: the Marvel movies? Yeah, I can do that too. Like, well, <laughs> he, he gets his cake and eats it too because he's also like always working with Quentin Tarantino. You know, he's in yeah. like well respected movies too. Yeah. Yeah, well, and all of those franchises
1: wouldn't be as good if he wasn't in them, you know? For sure. Um, so Fury's being stupid, and he mentions Peter Parker, and uh, let's see if I can find out where where we are in the notes. So, and Harry, he tells Harry that that he still has family. He's going to go live with his grandfather, Amberson. And, but Fury... Fury tells him he strongly recommends he continue his therapy. And do you think Fury is talking about his, like, psychotherapy or just normal therapy he's maybe been going to?
0: That's a good question. I don't know. I would assume S.H.I.E.L.D. has their own therapists that they set Harry up with. But I could also see see them being so stupid. They're like, oh, he's been working with this guy. He's got a rapport with him. Let's just have him keep going to that dude. Yeah. And or or maybe Fury does know what's going on with
1: him, because he knows he does he doesn't remember him. You know, Um I think that's giving Fury, Fury too like, much you credit. Should, you should. You should. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Fury doesn't know what the hell's going on. Um, so Fury does tell him there's kind of a silver lining to all of this. Uh, you know. His father and his mother are dead, so therefore all of their money and assets
0: go to Harry. And he's now the richest kid in school. And back at school... And the funny thing is, his father's not even dead. They're just sure as hell not going to let him have his money back. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I keep saying he's dead. Um,
1: so, back at school, this is like six days ago. Yeah, so we started on one week ago. Now we're at six weeks ago. or I'm sorry, six days ago. Um, we get kind of a glimpse into last week's comic from Harry's perspective. And Harry is watching as Peter and MJ talk to Johnny Storm. And Harry is kind of just sitting in his car stewing, watching Peter and MJ as they kind of like smile at each other and have a little bit of fun. And then we go to five days ago, and Harry's sitting in a meeting at Oscorp and his foggy memories like kind of come back and he can remember he's kind of remembering like the night his he found his mom, but he doesn't really know what's going on. And then four days ago, he's at I think this is the Oscorp lab that exploded Uh, that like gave Green Goblin the powers and he gets another memory that kind of flashes back talk that that makes him think he's like been in the lab before. He can kind of remember being in the lab. Um and that's kind of how this this issue runs, you know, we go like a week ago, 6 days ago, 5, 4, right? Now we're at 3 days ago. Harry is feeding his grandpa pizza when he gets an unknown call from a number telling him to meet him outside. I think he's just eating pizza <laughs> yeah.
0: with his grandpa. <laughs>
1: His grandpa looks like Hector Salamanca in Breaking Bad, if anyone's seen that. He's just like a
0: vegetable, kind of. I'm pretty is sure he's This That's what it
1: looks like to me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> what a- he's kind of
0: holding out the pizza to his grandpa. You don't think that's what that looks like? <laughs> I think he's holding up the pizza like he might take a bite of it in a second. Yeah, he's stealing his grandpa's pizza. Hey Spider Man stole that guy's (laughs) pizza. (laughs)
1: Um so he gets this call that tells him to meet him outside, and it's a guy that used to work from his dad named Shaw, Mr. Shaw, and he drives him out to this plot of land, kind of a secretive plot, and there is a big metal cellar door on the ground and Shaw tells Harry that his dad had him in hypnotherapy since he was 11 years old in order to make Harry forget things that Norman didn't want him to remember and this is this was kind of under the guise of wanting Harry to have like a normal life not remember any of the the you know things Osborne is doing or working on or anything and Harry starts yelling that he wasn't hypnotized and then Mr. Shaw says the word cellar door. And all of a sudden, all of Harry's memories come back to him clearly. And we, you know, see flashes of his fight with the Green Goblin and Spider-Man. And, you know, at the White House and flashes of memories being at that lab and the house fire where his mom died and Between all of these are kind of also images of, like, Peter back in the day, and Peter now as Spider-Man, and MJ back in the day, and MJ now. And Harry falls to the ground crying, and Shaw hits a button and opens the big cellar door on the ground. And Harry just looks down on it and asks what it is, and Shaw tells him it's a bunker. It was your father's, and now it's yours. And Harry looks down at the cellar door as the issue ends.
0: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What'd you think? I said, it's good to see Fury
1: go back to being a dumbass. (laughs) This is perfect characterization throughout the comic run. If there's one character that hasn't changed at all, it's Nick Fury. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I said he just doesn't seem very smart, but I still like seeing him. And um, the stuff with Harry is all pretty good like i you know this this is kind of similar to the how harry becomes the goblin in the movies also i'm guessing he's going to go down here and find all of goblin stuff and just like take on the role as new goblin hobgoblin
0: um it'd be pretty disappointing if he didn't like if he went down there and it's all these like cooked books and tax documents and stuff and that's just it. That would be he a becomes, like the accountant. It's his it's his job
1: to help Oscorp cook the books now. Um yeah, this is this is all uh, this is all pretty good. I I kind of liked the um the way it was giving us the story, you know, one week ago, 6 days ago, like we we kind of get to see how this stuff happened with Harry. Um over the last week. So, yeah, I I mean I didn't think it was like great or or perfect by any means, but I thought it was like slightly better than the last and I liked it. Do you have a grading scale for us? I don't. Uh maybe um uh, maybe uh pieces of pizza stolen from your grandpa? i love that that might be our best one yet yeah, yeah so i i'll do, i gave this one a seven and a half out of ten pieces of pizza stolen from your grandpa
0: okay i i'm feeling generous i'm gonna give it an eight out of ten pieces of pizza stolen um i think this one was a lot drier than the last issue uh but i also think It does something that I really like. They're both really well-written. Like, you can tell Bendis thought long and hard about what he wanted to do and how he wanted to tell that story. And it's like, this... It feels on the surface like not much happens in this issue, but it's just really well-written. And I appreciate um, the whole cellar door thing. It kind of feels to me like a parallel to earlier in the run when... Norman was talking about circles, and we were like, What the hell is circles mean? Why does he keep saying it? Yeah. And then it kind of like led to something and yeah. was a little bit explained. I like the fact that cellar door was set up at this point years ago in the comic run as his trigger word. And now it turns out that it's also a literal thing, it's a cellar door that he was supposed to find. Um, yeah. I just think that's like that's a good use of something that a seed that was planted a long time ago that probably wasn't intended to lead here and they just realized oh yeah that that piece is still on the board we can do something with that what if he actually went to a cellar door
1: yeah i wonder if uh if they did have this plan like years ago like maybe not exact but it's not outside the realm of possibility to be like We're, we're going to turn Harry into Hobgoblin at this point. So like, you know, at some point he will stumble on his dad's cellar and find all of the stuff he needs to, to become Hobgoblin and like, you know, blah, 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 cellar door. I don't know. I wonder how much of it, of it they did have planned. Gosh, it'd be so interesting to get like Bendis on this pod. Yeah. Listeners, we need you to tell your friends. Write in comments. Get the uh like the SEO up or whatever. Get get all of our numbers up. So then Bendis
0: will want to come on the pod. Yeah, or write into Bendis, or if you like see right him into at Bendis. the supermarket, harass yeah. yes. yes. him. Follow him to his car. Yes. Say hey, there's this podcast. They've actually emailed you before. You should probably hit him up. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. When we first started okay maybe we'll try again we'll see we'll see what happens um <laughs> i i don't know like i don't want to put it past him that he had this like long game plan you know that doesn't seem out of character the only thing is it, it's kind of a miracle how long this comic lasted and kept him on as the writer like most comic runs and after you know two or three years and that's like a good run so it's really hard to set something up and say oh 40 issues from now i'm gonna come back to this yeah
1: yeah that's That's kind of i mean that is almost a full year because isn't
0: it it one issue a week i'm guessing uh, no like one issue a month they do one issue a month it takes a long time to draw all these panels
1: that's only 12 issues a year
0: yeah that can't be right Well, plus, you know, annuals and, like, tie-ins and other series and stuff. But, yeah, that's, like, the standard pace that comics move at. That's insane. that's, That's why I'm saying they might have had to remind us who Gwen Stacy was. Because, to us, you and me, it doesn't feel like she died that long ago. I bet you it's been about a year since she was even in the comics. No. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Peter should not still be upset. So when this run makes it upset. to 160 issues, that's like uh, that's like an Iron Man streak. That's like uh, what is it, Cal Ripkin? You know, playing all those games. I'm gonna I'm gonna find this out. I'm looking at the Ultimate Spider-Man now. I wonder if I can
1: find like the release dates of just all the issues in in a row.
0: It's on Marvel Unlimited, but I don't know how accurate that is. Oh, that's true. Okay, so this was, yeah, you're
1: right. I mean, it's one a month. This the this first one that you read was February of two thousand five. This next one was March of two thousand five. Dude, that that is too long. <laughs> I would lose interest so quickly. A month, if TV shows took like a, if I had to wait a month between episodes, I I mean, it, well. It's bad enough when you have to, I guess you get them year round with TV shows. You know, they nowadays TV shows take like two years off in between seasons. But
0: so I guess you get less than one a month if you think about it. (laughs) But but again, like I said, then there's like annuals and, you know, it crosses over into other issues. And um, usually if you're like a regular comic book reader, you're not just following one series. So it's like maybe one week you go to the store to pick up ultimate spider-man and then the next week the new issue of ultimate fantastic four comes out you know so yeah you kind of stay busy yeah
1: gwen stacy died between july and august 2004 just depending on which issue it is she died in and then um we are now in march
0: 2005 so it's that nine months roughly yeah i don't know so i could see editorial saying hey bendis you gotta you gotta give new readers you know something to work like. and that also might yeah. be why peter has so many like internal monologues recapping stuff we already know
1: hmm. i guess that is like the first issue of a new storyline so you know you get your exposition out
0: now and then you don't have to do it as much you know in the next five issues Right. They want to make it friendly for new people to hop on and start buying the books. Yeah. That's the other thing. It's like we criticize things. We're like, why did they do this? And a lot of times the answer is sales. Yeah. Sales and editorial. You know, there's just certain like boxes you have to check. And maybe the story would be a little bit better without them. But like, that's not a choice. (laughs) Hey, we haven't had the ultimates come in in a little bit. Can we put them on the cover and have them <laughs>
1: come in for a page and a half. Love it. Um you cool. got anything, you got anything, anything else nope. Oh nope. man, not, me not either. This week. Um cool. hey, so what what are we doing next week? Usually we give a little tease for next week, but there's a lot of bonus episodes on my mind here. Yeah, so, we... uh, so let's 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 talk through these real quick. We'll we'll give the listeners an inside look at how the sausage gets made. Okay. So we gotta do Doctor Who, right? So Doctor Who is coming out on November twenty third. Okay. Which is the sixtieth anniversary. Um so, but I think there's gonna be like four episodes, and I'm pretty sure they're gonna be separated by a week or so. I could I could actually look up like when exactly. So you wanna wait till that ends? Well, no, or I don't. Wanna... I don't. It's it's totally up to you. It actually looks like November twenty fifth, and then there's three specials: November twenty fifth, and then December second, and then December ninth. Okay. Oh man, I thought there were four. That's kind of a bummer. <laughs> so I'm do you want to just
0: keep us updated on those, or wait till it's over? Well, I don't know. It's up to you. Do you want to do a whole issue, a whole
1: episode about Doctor Who? I'm fine with that. Yeah, I kind of figured we would. I, I kind of feel like if we're gonna do that, you're gonna have to watch some episodes. Like, you, you I, I can't just come on here and talk about a show
0: that you've <laughs> never seen for an hour. No, I've watched a lot of the Matt Smith stuff. Oh, have you? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe let's do.
1: Maybe let's do that after the 60th okay um because that'll give some that'll give some present stuff to talk about you know yep okay and then we have thanksgiving coming up yep and zach and i found a couple of thanksgiving issues of
0: spider-man um that maybe we'll do next week you want to make so the thing about that is we would be recording them and getting them out after thanksgiving but still fun. Okay. Still in the still in the spirit of
1: things, I think they'd be out. Oh. What like on Sunday? Thanksgiving's Thursday, so yeah, so that okay. works. I'm cool. I with that. I think that for next week, and then Zach, I ordered it on Amazon, and it's supposed to be here tomorrow. The um V for Vendetta comic. Ooh, okay. Because obviously I've I've watched the movie, and the movie's great, and I just figured I'd I'd pick it up you know see how it is i'm sure it's great alan moore is always pretty good and what i'd really like to see is like more backstory of everything that happens. so i'm hoping there's a little bit more about the backstory of everything because i i think that's like some of the most interesting parts of the uh of the movie are when they go into like the past of everything yeah. you know kind of the world building yeah so we'll see but but anyway that's coming tomorrow so I don't know if that has to be its own bonus episode. Maybe if it was like November 5th and we had thought about this like three weeks ago, that could be its own bonus. But Oh um, man, we might have ne- to wait a year. Next, next year, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, listeners, write in. Do you want to see us start doing some bonus episodes about like other comic series, like unrelated stuff? I actually was thinking about putting john onto um the nightly news by jonathan hickman i feel like he would like that and that's not a marvel book at all but um yeah if you want to see us do some bonus episodes where we just talk about stuff that's like not even spider-man uh we can start doing that yeah especially if you know you guys give some recommendations
1: that'd be yeah. that'd be fun to do but if you also just want us to stay on the ultimate run, that's also fun. That's that's totally fine by us.
0: That's what we are here for. Yep. Um Okay, but next next week we're doing our Thanksgiving issues, right? Yeah, I think we can knock out a couple episodes over the holiday weekend, don't you? Do the Thanksgiving bonus and a regular Oh, you want to record two for night ne- two well episodes. you're the ones you're the one who told me that it's that kind of cheating them they, <laughs> It's cheating the listener if we give them a bonus in place of a regular episode. Um I could
1: probably find time to read four comics this weekend instead
0: of just two. Um for the listeners, of course. Or you can do it throughout the week and break up the work. Yeah, that's that's what I
1: mean. Like free yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I could probably do that. That sounds good.
0: Okay. Look at that. You're what a treat you guys are going to get next week. Two episodes. You're wishing you bit your tongue about the Thanksgiving bonus. Now. No, no,
1: I'm actually not.
0: Because when I, when I thought of it, that we're
1: going to do, do the Thanksgiving ones, I immediately thought of what I said about, like, it's not a bonus if it just is a replacement. That's not a bonus. You know, so. Yeah. If we're
0: going to give the people bonuses. They've got to be bonuses. Let's be men men of our word here. Yep. Okay. We got anything else? Um, on, on no. Front? You told me
1: you you told me you had some stories to tell yeah. or something. Okay.
0: Well, first of and all, we so got to talk about Loki. So yeah, I watched Loki. We binged like the last four episodes last night and kept saying, "Okay, one more episode, and then we're going to bed." And then there'd be like a cliffhanger, and we we'd be yeah. like, "Well, we we can't go to bed now." Yeah. So um, what would you think? dude so i specifically want to like give a shout out to whoever does the set design whoever does the costume design whoever's in charge of the music whoever directs these episodes i these mean there are a lot of different people probably <laughs> uh, yeah for sure but it's just so stylish and unique and fun and feels like good science fiction It does sort of have that, like, Doctor Who quality that I was talking about the other day. Um, Yeah. Or, like, The uh, The Last Jedi, kind of, where it's like, this is awesome, but I don't understand what's happening right now. Like, I went this whole season of Loki without really understanding what was, like, the goal or motivations of the bad guys. But it's fine, because... It's also just a really fun watch, and I I told Shyla yeah. it doesn't make sense to me. But if everything Marvel put out was this fun and stylish, I would be so excited. Um. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head on a lot of your
1: what you just said for your quick little uh like explanation. It it definitely does have some Doctor Who to it. Like, there's you know being stuck in a time loop or, or like specifically like going back in the past a million times until you can just like get something perfect. Um, yes. That is like my all time favorite doctor who episode is like a Peter Capaldi episode. And um, it's basically just him walking around by himself the whole ish the whole episode. And uh, that's kind of what, What he does is he he finds out, you know, he can't win. He just has to keep going back in time over and over and over again until he can like find find a way to win. And um, so there's there's a lot of Doctor Who that does make it fun. When you said you don't know what the villains' plans are, or or even what I don't know what Loki's plans are, so that was a big problem that I had with it because it's like the whole the whole second season. You're like, okay, hang on, are we? are we trying to save the TVA? Does that mean we're trying to save the sacred timeline? Well, we're not pruning anymore. So like that, that means we don't, are we, that means we want to get rid of the TVA. Right. So like, it's like, I don't, I don't know what anyone's goals are. And the only reason I think that's okay is because I don't think the characters know what their goals are either. You know, they don't know what they need to do. Like, Loki doesn't know if he should be saving the TVA or not. They're all just kind of winging it. So that sort of makes it okay. But um, I do think a lot of it like doesn't make sense. Like, especially when you get into like the last episode that, you know, there's no rules for time travel anymore because in the movies, you go back and you make a new universe, which is fine if that doesn't happen in the TVA because the TVA is special, but then like we see Loki time slipping and there's like two versions of him. He doesn't time slip into his body. He time slips back oh, to the yeah. spot and then when we get to the last episode, now the rules have changed and now he's time slipping into his own body. So it's like okay, that 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 goes against what you guys, you know, you guys
0: made the rules you just got to make them consistent. Yeah. Um... I feel like so, if you were to read the script of these episodes, you'd be like this is dog. Shit. But then you see the finished product and just all those other flourishes that they give it, it makes it fun. Yeah. It it is.
1: It's a fun one. Um man, the scene with Sylvie when she goes into that record shop and puts on the headphones and is just like listening to music and uh and then everything starts like kind of that her universe starts getting destroyed do you like know the scene i'm talking about yeah i think it was the velvet underground man i just that was like the most beautiful scene in the world to watch i thought and it was also like so rel i i mean i don't know if anyone's ever smoked weed before but uh (laughs) which i would of course never do now because i'm a teacher but um there were few things better back in the day than just, like, smoking a little bit, throwing on some good music, and just, like, sitting back and chilling. And they didn't have to show Sylvie lighting up for us to all know that she got good and stoned before she went in there. That was the vibe, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Um, It was just good. I, I mean... There are some problems with it. I don't quite love love the whole series as much as, like, everything I'm seeing online that say, like, oh, it's, like, the best thing, and uh, it saved the MCU and all this stuff, but it was good enough that I, like, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Also, my other big issue is Loki just gets whatever powers are needed throughout the series. He just gains he, he new been powers. His thing. Yeah. And um, like at the end, now he's now he's what like holding all the timelines together at the center, and like that's a really beautiful shot, you know. But doesn't make just, a doesn't sense. make sense. Yeah, exactly. It's like how's this happening? And I think it's silly that his he gets like some he when he changes into his costume, it's supposed to be cool, and then they show his like little loafers on his feet that he's <laughs> wearing, know I'm like
0: that's kind of goofy, but. The only thing that, like, makes that not bother me as much is that I've never understood Loki's powers. Not in the movies, not in the comics. Couldn't tell you. He just... Yeah. Seems like he just kind of does whatever he needs to. Um, I also heard that maybe they...
1: They are tying up Kang with this. Like, now Kang... Kang has been conquered. Like, because now there is a TVA that is their job is strictly finding Kangs and making sure they don't cause problems. So, so they can just write Jonathan majors out. And I think that's a little disappointing because I was really excited to see this like Kang that they've built up and they've, they sure have been talking about him for a while. And, you know, we got to see him in Ant-Man, but you know, there were also like a million versions of him and, I was really wanting to see how he would, you know, just just continue seeing him. So I'll be a little disappointed if he doesn't uh, come back. But obviously, there's real world stuff that is kind of changing
0: those plans. I hope those reports are false Um, because, A, it'd be so easy to just recast that character and say, oh, this is just like a different variant of him. Don't worry about it or have him wear a mask (laughs) like he does in the comics, Um, you know, or or just or just recast him. Everybody understands
1: like yeah. you can just recast people. Nobody's going to be like, that's a different actor. This story doesn't make any sense anymore. It's like, we get you it. Did it he, with he, he, you, you did yeah, it with roadie. You did it with and they, and they've done it. Yeah. They've done it with, with other people. And you know, um, it stinks that you showed a stadium full of variants and they all look like Jonathan majors, but get over it. Recast him, reshoot that scene. Yeah, just just put a new character in it and reshoot the scene where now it's all him in the stadium. Throw it at the end of Ant Man.
0: That's what George done. Lucas would do. You know? Exactly. <laughs> My other thing is, it feels disingenuous to do it now when they already put him in Ant Man and they already put him in season two of Loki, and all of this was public information. Like, yeah, oh, this guy's a bad guy. We can't work with him anymore. After this movie. And TV show stops shooting. Show. Uh, yeah. After that, we're done with it. Like, no, if you were truly outraged by what you were hearing and you believe his victims, just cut ties with him immediately. Yeah. What are we even doing here? Like, we're not going to give him three more movies after that. What? Yeah. Either Either you can't work with him or you can, you know? Don't, like don't like have this fake moral high ground.
1: Yeah. Where you work for him for you work with him for two years until the storylines get wrapped up and then you're like, oh we're done with him. Yeah. You know, that doesn't make you the good guy. Yeah. Um but yeah like you said I, I thought it was very fun.
0: It it makes me excited for Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shyle and I did agree that it would probably make more sense if we went back and rewatched season one and then rewatched season two, but that's just too much work. We're not going to do that. I'm just, I'm content saying it was fun and didn't make sense to me. Yeah, that's, that's how I am with it. I'm like, yeah,
1: it doesn't make very much sense, but I had fun with it. And, you know, I'd like to see Loki come back at some point and, and meet up with Thor. Um, yeah. yeah, but but what I was really hoping, and maybe this is my own fault because sometimes I watch like these these things on YouTube. I think one of them's like maybe Nando V movies, if you've ever heard of that, or uh, who's the other? Who's the other guy that uh, full fat videos? They do like video essays that are just like great, and they did one I think about like Loki and how maybe they were gearing up for him to be the main like hero of secret wars kang dynasty because of this experience he's had with the tva he's now going to become like the main hero and um and and you know he just get a nice little reunion with thor and blah 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 and and man it just made it sound so good And, and uh i just i just hate to i just hate to have loki like sitting up there in a tree holding all the timelines together forever like And then Kang is just, like, gone. Like, I don't think that that's a good
0: wrap-up to this storyline. Yeah. You know? It goes back to what we were saying about, like, the difference between what corporate says sells and you need to do and what would make a, you know, good story. It's like Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy. His whole motivation was Thanos killed my family. I want revenge. And then it's like he had absolutely nothing to do with taking down Thanos. You know that's not a satisfying story oh, man, for him. That's a, that's a bummer. Now that you just mentioned that, I'm not
1: sure if I ever really thought of that. But oh, but he should he should have got a good scene there in Endgame.
0: But it's because they they were like, well, Captain no, Ronan, and- Ronan
1: killed his family. Because that's what the first Guardians movie was about. But Rowan was working for Thanos. And then at the end, there's like a throwaway line. Like, yeah, well, it was really, he was working for Thanos. So that's who I need to kill. But that's kind of more of a joke, I think, than, you know. I I don't know. I mean,
0: you are right. Or Nebula taking down Thanos. Like, there's so many more people where it would make sense. But it had to be Thor, Iron Man, Captain America. Captain America. Leading the charge. Because that's what moves tickets
1: okay well good i'm glad it was i would much rather see those three have that final fight than nebula nebula and and drax come in well i'm saying
0: that that movie
1: was nearly perfect zach
0: yeah i liked it too but i'm just saying that same sentiment is going to keep you from getting loki ever leading a secret wars movie like they will have Hugh Wolverine. i don't
1: think so i think i think loki has probably the most fans in the
0: mcu right now i would say out of any heroes right now but if everything's on the table they're gonna have like toby Maguire spider-man uh hugh jackman wolverine and yeah i guess they're supposed to Ronald be like, Downey Downey jr it. coming back as iron man and it's not gonna make any sense story-wise but <laughs> everyone's gonna cheer and it's gonna make 10 billion dollars i don't i don't even know if it is that movie doesn't sound very good
1: to me. It, um but you know, it could be it could be awesome. I'll tell you what, it, if Robert Downey
0: Jr. is in a movie as Iron Man, it's probably gonna be a good movie. Yeah, but my point is like it it's it's not it doesn't sound good. You like we want a good story, yeah, but they have it figured out like, oh, but the masses just wanna see these boxes checked.
1: Yeah. They just messed up. MCU messed up pretty badly after Endgame. Probably, uh, like, tried to make the universe a little bit bigger than they needed to. Like, yeah. just with all of the extra characters. Whereas, you know, they already had Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. Okay, so you give them each another movie. You know, Wanda's great, so she gets her TV show. But then, like, keep it small, you know? Yeah. Have Shang-Chi show up like two or three times and like cameos so we know what's going on with him. Like, because so many of these people that they've put out, we've only seen them once and it's been like five years. Yeah. Like, we saw Captain America like five times in five years, you know? That's why those characters were like beloved. It's because we saw them all the time.
0: Yeah. They've definitely overextended their reach. You know, they thought. We are like we are an institution now. We are unstoppable. We can just take every character that's ever been in the comics and turn them all into a big brand. And I think they were wrong. Well, maybe
1: if they had like maybe if like time and money weren't a thing, they could do that. But they're wrong in the sense that you can't just release them in one thing and expect them to be this like you know. That movie might be good, but no one's going to really care about them, you know, if they're only in one thing, you know, they need to, they need to become like a staple. They've got to be more. Also, the
0: movies aren't
1: good. Yeah, and the movies aren't good. That's true. And the TV shows aren't very good.
0: Like, you gotta, you gotta make sure they're good first and foremost, (laughs) and then also give us more of them.
1: One TV show or movie might be enough if they were good. (laughs) For real.
0: Um... Okay, what what else do you have? Oh, man. So something funny happened this week in one of my fantasy leagues. It's the one I don't even care about. Don't ever check. Um, there's a guy there that no one knows. Like, one person ha- he has even met him in real life, and that's the commissioner, and that's how he got in this league. Okay? Okay. He apparently lives in our hometown, but again, no one's ever heard of him, and he just kept like all season long he's just been ragging on my buddy luke in the league (laughs) chat for no reason Like so funny that nobody knows this guy and he's talking (laughs) and luke doesn't know where it's coming from either it's like he only goes after him and he doesn't know any of us and my buddy luke has some songs out on like uh soundcloud and spotify oh and stuff that he made while he was drunk like six years ago and they're not good they're just like you know what you would expect a, a drunk rap song from six years ago to be but, he, but he's not like proud of them or promoting yeah. them or anything they just exist oh, yeah and this guy started like finding them and dropping them in the the league chat like lol this oh you bro my god oh my god and my my buddy luke was like i'm tired of this dude watch this and he challenged him he challenged him to uh an mma style fight in this other guy's backyard and he's like we're gonna have gloves we're gonna have mouth guards we're gonna have three volunteer referees uh it's going to be a safe environment where i'm going to kick your ass um since you've got so much to say about me we're going to sell tickets ten dollars ahead well i will buy a keg and pizza for everyone and all of the money will go to whatever charity you want and then if you beat me i'll match it okay. and he was deadly serious and everyone in our league was about it too and this guy just kept not responding, but, like, would still, still talking. He he would just change the Pussy. subject to something else. Yes. And uh, so everyone so is. Your is, buddy Luke, is your buddy Luke a pretty, like, big guy? I mean, not, I, would, I would not feel confident if I challenged, like, anyone to a fight. Yeah, know? no, he's, <laughs> he's not a big guy, but he's, like, kind of a wild man. Like, I could see him being a scrappy fighter. Okay. Um just on account of his tenacity but uh this other guy just was like not responding and then i was even like dude if you beat luke i will also match the amount for charity <laughs> and it turned into like oh someone's like my buddy's a dj he'll he'll play this event for sure and then someone else was like oh my girlfriend's a nurse she'll be on standby so you don't have to go to the hospital when luke Knocks you out, and oh my god! Like everyone is so serious about it, and we at this point we just want to have a fun little hang. And Luke was like, "Look, man, after the fight, we're good. The beef is squashed, but I have to kick your ass now. That's just how it is." And this guy like stopped responding for a couple of hours, and in that time, someone found his Discord, and he's got like these his. It's just horribly racist. There's no way around it. This dude is like an edge lord. Out of the league, Uh, we can't kick him out because we're like almost like to the playoffs. But he's no. I mean, next year, next year. Oh, absolutely. Like he'll try and post things now in the group chat, and every single person is like, "Shut up! Your opinion doesn't matter." How's this team? It's in first place, unfortunately we hate that yeah yeah
1: you've got it someone's got to beat him just because it hurts it would hurt to kick out the guy who won the league i would be like uh you know he got the last laugh kind of you know Well,
0: well he's officially declined the fight now and my buddy's like okay i mean he had a chance to do it in a safe environment But now I'm just going to kick his ass because like I'm just (laughs) going to whenever I see him like this dude, he can't not get his ass kicked at this point. Wow. Wow. This this guy sounds like a good guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I was I was like cracking up the day that all of this was happening in the chat. It's like we already hated him just because he's insufferable. And then we're like, oh, and also this. Oh my gosh, that's funny. So how how are your other teams going in the leagues that you do care
1: about? We always talk about mine.
0: Yeah, so okay, so that league is definitely my worst one. Let me pull up my, I'm four and six in that one. <laughs> and then in my dynasty league, which is like probably my favorite one, I'm in first place, I'm eight and two. And then I have one other league uh, that's also redraft. And I am pulling that up. I'm nine and one in that one, and I'm in first Holy place. Shit. So I'm doing pretty good, except for nice. that, that league that we we have the racist loser in, apparently. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um nice. Nice. Sounds like a good year. Yep. I'm four and six and uh need a win this week to keep the playoff hopes alive.
0: Gotta join more leagues. Because you'll feel better if you're four and six and one and nine and one in another. I'll tell you. That. I just won't. I just won't care about them. I care about
1: this league. If I if I were in, if I worked at a place where they had a fantasy football work league, I would join it, of course. Or I'd even like put it on. You know, I've done that before. But but, you know, I work with like all like, you know older female teachers so i don't think any of them are into fantasy football um do it with the kids (laughs) it, it would be fun to kick their ass that would be fun um but dude i just care too much about this league
0: everything else i'm like i don't even care about it that's fair i respect that i don't care about the league that i'm winning in because i'm winning in it I I had, like, a really bad team last year, and I still preferred that league. It's just because that one has, like, the funnest and most active league chat. Yeah.
1: Well, good luck to all of uh, the webheads and your fantasy football matches this week. I hope they're going well. Stay strong, uh, little
0: soldiers. Make that playoff push. Zach, what time do you get the episodes up on Sundays? Uh, Whenever I can. I'm going to be editing this one as soon as we hop off. Well. Listeners, if it gets up before 4.30 Eastern time,
1: um, you could come to St. Mark Catholic Church and watch my fourth grade basketball
0: team play in the final four. I was looking at the geotags and uh, apparently we don't actually have that many Indianapolis listeners. So thank you to all the people from outside Indianapolis who have to hear us talk about like Colts and Pacers and local. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: Especially the people that are like outside of the u s that like don't care at all about like these types of things, I appreciate it. I don't know what a quarterback
0: is, yeah, um, <laughs> uh, you got anything else? I don't. I'm done, okay. I don't either.
1: Thank you to Ian Hickey for the music and our correspondent on the ground, Alyssa Seaman, for the artwork. And thank you to the webheads for listening and leaving us a review or a comment. You guys can find us the first read ultimate Spider-Man podcast on Spotify or Apple music or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And you can come chat with us on Instagram at first read podcast. Send us an email at first at gmail.com or find us on YouTube first read ultimate Spider-Man podcast. See you next week. See ya.